0: Stares off into the middle distance? Sweeping shot? I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis.
1: Really? Two years? Has it been that long, man? Wow. That just blows my mind, and I'm so glad that we have stuck with this thing, because it's real fun. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of remiss in my duties, because it's not just you and I here today, right?
0: It is not. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Lou hey what's up
2: guys happy to be here again uh you guys two years that's that's wow it's a long time congratulations well done (laughs) the first thing that came to mind when i heard two years was um have any of you ever taken a moment to read chapter 16.5 of the SAO light novels no that's a hard no right (laughs) yeah i'm
1: I'm gonna say that's a that's a hard no for me as well all right cool Uh, well
2: there's a there's a whole sex scene that uh the writer decided to include there that has the fun little line, two years of semen fell out and made a glopping noise. Now you can't unhear that. You're welcome.
0: Fuck that entire franchise.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Like I hated watching the anime and now I hate the novels too, apparently. Uh <laughs> Wow! Thank, thank you, Lou. Uh,
2: You're very welcome. For elucidating. This is WTF anime. You know, I'm, I'm just it trying is. to set the tone.
1: And you did, you did, buddy. <laughs> you nailed it.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, we're not talking about anything Sao. Uh, Lou, what did we watch this time? We watched
2: Moribito: The Guardian Spirit. It's a great show. That used to be on Tsunami.
1: Did it? Yes. Like I, I have, I have well tuned out of Tsunami at this point. Like I'm at work when that that would happen if it's still it,
2: it was on like or on the original run for tu- uh, tsunami so over a decade ago
1: really i don't remember that like at all yeah holy shit this is 10 years old yeah it doesn't look it it does not show its age at all
2: let me pull up uh the miami list because you know this is, we're super professional we research here i don't have everything memorized This one I probably should have taken uh, the time to memorize this, but yeah, no. This show aired in um, originally aired in two thousand seven.
1: Huh? (laughs) Huh? Yeah, I'm the same way because it looked way cleaner than what I expect two thousand seven anime to look.
2: See, if I tell Joe what studio made this, it'll put a lot of things into perspective. Joe, it was Production I.G. Okay, yeah. The same studio that did Psychopass.
1: Man, you have a brand. <laughs> uh, apparently Lou has a brand. It, <laughs> it's IG Studios. That's what he raps and rocks.
2: Yeah, that's until I make you guys watch stuff and then you hate me, which is why it's been so long since I've been on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were blacklisted for a bit for making us watch Prison School.
1: It was it was it was not great, Lou. It was <laughs> not great.
0: <laughs> There's only one piss scene in anime I enjoy. So, <laughs>
1: i think that you have a plus one on me then joe because so far i have not encountered the piss team where i'm like "Hmm, that was well and tastefully done (laughs) uh anyways yeah so so the show we watched watched.
0: (laughs) we start right in at the opening which i didn't take too many notes on because it was a lot of like characters looking at the camera as well as some fucking awesome music that I was super into.
1: I don't know. For me, it sounded like an 80s power ballad, almost, uh, uh, the way they were singing. And that makes me tune out. It really does. I, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love that shit. It's not for me.
2: I am not a fan of the song for the opening, but I like the visuals.
0: Yeah, it. there was a weird disconnect of, like, I enjoyed the song. It was probably more anime than this show presents itself. That makes any sense? Yeah. Like, I
2: feel like this song would work really well as an opening for Code Lyoko.
1: <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. <laughs> as, like, that same vibe. I I, I know very little about Ke- Code Lyoko except the very last episode. Yep. <laughs> which makes zero sense when you have no context leading to it. <laughs>
0: So the actual anime opens, uh, we have our main character, which uh, in my notes is just written down as badass, but she does have a name that I will find in just a second, Balsa. Balsa, you know, like like the cheap wood? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't splinter. Come on, man.
0: Yeah. It's not all bad. She's standing around what I can only assume are like cairns or like grave sites uh, with the context we get later on. I think that's what they
1: are. Yeah it de- it definitely looks like a, a like an Irish uh old Celtic style uh funeral cairn.
0: My first note on the show is this is fucking beautiful. I love it.
1: Oh yeah, the visuals are everything about this anime as far as like color palettes how uh and their use and all that it's it's all gorgeous. That was my first reaction as well.
2: No, it, like again, you know, it doesn't look like a show that was done
1: 11 years ago. It really doesn't yeah it, I mean one hundred percent because that's Lou's brand he comes with something that's real good and then he's gonna make us watch something that's real bad
0: that's, <laughs> maybe we'll see we'll see I guess we'll find out
1: right We're, we wait with bated breath so yeah uh we have balsa uh, and you see her up atop a mountain with some cairns and you get the sense that she descends because I don't know that that country looks pretty remote. That it looks like a sacred site. I'm sure Lou knows it all, and he's like, "I'm just leading you suckers through something you don't know." But Joe has also never watched this.
2: I'm gonna say that um, you guys are giving maybe a little bit too much attention to that. <laughs> um, I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there isn't something similar of value that happens, but I don't think location wise, it's in that specific location.
0: Yeah, yeah, it felt from the cut, like, the city we're going to get into is, like, very much somewhere else. But, like, we had 25 minutes of animation to analyze, like, we have to analyze everything or else there isn't a shot.
2: <laughs> yeah. That is my world that I live in, Lou. That's that's totally fair. You know, I, I just, I retract, I retract my objection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, next, we kind of cut to her coming down out of the mountains and... She joins up with a caravan, and everything up until this point feels very old school feudal Japan. It, I don't know how to put that. it. It doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of magic, uh, yeah. which is what I no. Whenever they set anime back in like feudal Japan, I expect some ridiculous magic or superpowers to come in, and it doesn't feel like that. It, it feels like actual.
2: Travis, were you expecting Inuyasha? <laughs> Is that? Is that? Okay, so
1: we we get a a, at some point because we're going to talk about this. We do get some dumbass Naruto running. So (laughs) don't don't come at me too hard.
2: Okay, no, that's fair.
1: (laughs) No one runs like that. Why does Japan think people run like that?
2: Well, obviously, it's because you run faster.
0: Yeah, it's more aerodynamic.
2: Totally.
1: Sure, we'll go with that.
0: So we get kind of shots of this village, like rice paddies, children singing a very creepy song about a black fog that's going to descend from the mountains. Wait, 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 question. Uh, did you guys watch the dub or the sub of this? I watched the sub
1: because I find
0: it easier to write notes that way.
1: Okay. I watched the dub. So you've got, you've got both worlds to play with right now. Cool. I've only ever seen the dub of it. Uh, yeah, I found it on, on Hulu. And it was dubbed, so... Yeah,
2: like, I have it on Blu-ray, but I was being lazy, so I decided to just stream it off of Hulu. Um, So I'm particularly interested in what Joe has to say, because, like, for example, I, not, I didn't have any context for that song that the kids were saying. Because on Hulu, they didn't subtitle it. Yeah, so
0: it's about, in air quotes, like, Naji, and, like, the kids are basically singing like, oh, come on, Naji, come down as a black fog from the mountains. Hmm. Children singing is terrifying enough. Um.
1: <laughs> That's Lovecraft as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And Lou, you, you have to tell me right now if Najee, that name ever comes up again.
2: <laughs> that name does not ring a bell. I've seen the show uh, to
0: completion.
2: It's been about a year or two since the last time I did, though. Um, that name doesn't ring a bell, though.
1: Oh, man. that I, I was hoping at this point. I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. We've got like a... Got a telegraph of, of something that's going to be really significant later in the the show.
2: But the thing that that worth uh, that's worth mentioning is that with this show, it goes really into building its own lore. Mm-hmm. So you hear a lot of names over the course of the twenty six episodes that it runs, because this is an adaptation of a novel, if I'm not mistaken, not a manga. So like, it really fleshes out its world. And uh, actually, the adaptation for this anime adapts the whole first book in a series of like 10 of them. And there's not any more after that one. But uh, I will say that the anime does tell a complete story. So if you're into the show, it's worth watching the whole thing. It's one of my
0: favorite, like, underappreciated shows. I mean, after watching one episode, like, spoilers for the end, I'm so fucking into this show, I will watch all of it. (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: Uh, You know, I'll go ahead and uh, also second that. I like that it's very understated. The fight scenes are cool as hell, but it it feels like a slow build. It's not a lot of typical anime where you're going to have action sequences where it's just like we're going to have to step on the gas pedal immediately and go, you know, bananas.
2: It uses it sparingly so there's more impact.
0: Yeah, like, this is basically going to be a journey show, so they're going to have so much room to, like, build the rest of this world. I mean, we'll talk about, like, stuff like they uh this Kanbal, this city that apparently breeds warriors, as well as some stuff that we'll talk about later. But I'm, I'm super into, like, the world building this first episode does.
1: It is super cool, and I've got to say that the feel, everything is not over stylized. It's it's pretty simple in its character designs, so it doesn't feel fantastical. It feels like a story that could have happened in the real world.
2: The comparison I like to make is that it reminds me of like the more grounded episodes in Avatar the Last Airbender. Like whenever anyone tells me, "Oh, you know, I used to love that show." This is my go-to recommendation.
1: Oh man, I thought I thought that was just me, but stylistically, I totally tuned into the Last Airbender as, as an art direction kind of feel. Yeah. Because it feels a lot like The Last Airbender in in characters' uh, designs and all that good stuff. So, you know, uh, I mean, The Last Airbender was more fantastical, uh, at, at least at the, the onset and what I've seen of it, because I have not seen all of that, although I've been told I should. As someone that
2: doesn't watch a lot of things outside of anime, it's really good.
1: But, yeah, it, it, it's super low-key and non-fantastical in the character design, and that gives it a more grounded, real sense. The only thing that screwed me up is when she comes down from... Because we're, we're talking about the anime. Let, let's move it forward a little bit. When she comes down and starts talking to that guy in the caravan, and he's carrying what looks like two dressers when you really examine them. Uh, those two dressers that he's carrying on, like, a pole really look like speaker stacks. And I was like, this feels anachronistic (laughs) because it feels like he's carrying two speaker stacks.
0: Yeah. Suddenly this becomes samurai Champloo. (laughs) (laughs) So she, she ends up talking to this old man about the town that they're in. They, They have a really cool line about money. Um, if you have money, the world bends to you. If you don't, you can adapt to the world, which I thought was fucking cool. Yeah, like this whole episode
2: was kind of a critique on, on the wealthy class.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, spoilers. This, this is going to make you hate rich people. <laughs> yeah, it is
2: definitely going to make you hate rich people.
1: It makes them seem like alien beings that just do not understand what every other human being in the world uh, goes through or any of the actual human experiences because they're so rich, they don't need to deal with those. I
0: mean, especially for like the time period it's set in, those of, like, the kind of royal caste were seen as, like, demigods?
1: I mean, sure. At, at that point, if we're talking about where we would frame that in Japanese history, you still had an emperor, and that emperor was literally considered the manifestation of God. So, yeah, uh, uh, that, that tracks.
0: So we learned that she's going to be 30 soon. She's so old. Bones crumble to dust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joe.
0: <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> that's that's my role on the show.
2: <laughs> you you're executing that role perfectly because you're definitely a dick, Joe.
1: oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I have no clue how old you are, Lou. But like, I am often telling Joe to fuck off because he he's telling me I'm such an old man. <laughs>
2: Well, if he's calling Ball so old, then yeah, no, Joe can totally fuck off because I'm just a little older than her.
1: That's that's fair. It's valid. <laughs> yeah, the aged are here tonight, uh, Joe. So like, uh, you're outnumbered. Uh, yeah, fuck you, fuck you, buddy.
0: <laughs> so to distract from the old people, uh, there's a noble procession in which a uh, local raging bull ruins procession.
1: Yeah, it just kind of loses its shit and decides to charge off a bridge, basically. with You know, like bulls do. So, bull charges off bridge and uh, kind of drags its carriage with it. So, we see the carriage kind of go precariously over the side, but not yet fall. And out tumbles what is clearly somebody that is not a peasant.
0: Unfortunately, he he doesn't have the strength to hold on and... Falls into a raging river, is dash against the rocks, and that's the end of the episode. (laughs) So next time, uh,
1: (laughs) the lesson is eat the rich people. That's fine.
2: The bull going on a rampage represents the bull of Wall Street, the (laughs) upward trend of the of the economy, and the, the downward spiral that it'll eventually send us down.
1: Welcome to Lugit's philosophical. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's all there, you know. It's, it's just like clear imagery, right? It's a metaphor.
0: I can see it. <laughs> so the child does fall into the river. He doesn't die immediately, um, but Balsa, like, I'm not even really sure. Like, she just kind of pulls thread from like a bracer and launches her spear into a tree and abseils
1: down to save a child yeah it it's one part macgyver one part laura croft (laughs) as hell (laughs) i don't know she's like thread spear save child once she's got the
0: kid she swept under the water and then like the wreckage from the i don't know carriage i don't even know what that thing would be called as well as the ball Rush towards her, and then suddenly... Yeah,
1: I feel real bad for a drowning bull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the sequel to Raging Bull. <laughs>
1: Le- Less Pacino in that one, though. <laughs> Less Pacino, it uh, turns out. It's just a cow that literally drowned. It's like a five-minute video. <laughs> but they are both
0: saved by magic bullshit.
1: Yeah, um, that is the one and only time we're going to get for real magic bullshit in this episode. And I am actually delighted that they didn't go over the top. It was very subtle. It hints that we're going to build and do something interesting because the main character is definitely not normal or or, or typical or average. And they give this little hint, but then they don't touch it again.
0: I like the way that the magic is grounded in the sense that it works in physics. Presumably, the kid as like a response was just like, okay, put this bubble up around the raging water. Then that'll save me. And then once that bubble goes away, like once the main danger has gone away, like all of the water like rushes in immediately. So they, they get to the shore and then we learn it is a sin for poor people to look at the rich, (laughs) And they shall be struck blind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Literally. If you look upon the nobles and, and you are a, a scum. Fuck working class, you will be blinded. That that is the narrative they're giving because, oh, god damn, fuck the rich. <laughs> Th- this is like a masterclass in like communism. Like the rich are awful. It's not
0: just like propaganda, like put out by the rich, so you don't look at them. I guess like it's also something that the Second Empress believes, and that is like a virtue of Bolsa.
1: One of my favorite things is that they assumed that the rescuer was male.
2: And then she beats the ever-loving piss out of them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that they show that, like, no, uh, you know what? She's a badass warrior woman, and she's got her shit together. That was one of my favorite parts of this anime is, like, they were like, oh, this definitely has to be a boy with a spear. And she's like, nah, (laughs) son. I
2: got this. one of the one of the reasons why I recommend for you guys to to watch this is because like it's pretty common in anime to see the badass male character and you know all the the women within the show become subservient to them and all that patriarchal bullshit, but I think moribito like really highlights the fact that there can be strong female characters that don't have to pander with fan service. That's not to say that balsa has a bad character design or or an ugly character design rather. Her aesthetic is completely secondary to her badass nature.
1: No, I, I love that fact. And, and that's what I'm going to hone in on here. And one of my favorite parts of this is that this is an example of anime doing well by a girl versus using her as a sexual trope. Or even if she is the, the protag that she has to be, you know, dressed in an overly sexualized way. It was just a representation of a female and she was competent and, and badass. And we didn't need any of that other stuff. We weren't pandering to, like, guys who were like, oh, she's got to be hot if she's going to be competent.
0: For this scene of, like, her getting called up to the palace, I fucking love that the guards, like, run up to her and say, we're looking for a man with a spear like you. You must know where he is.
1: Because every spear owner knows every other spear owner. <laughs> it's a big... It's a big goddamn club. We all know,
2: right? Wait, wasn't, question, wasn't there at one point on WTF anime a Spearwatch? <laughs>
1: there is a Spearwatch. <laughs> spear Hashtag Spearwatch. Thank you, it's Lou. Back. <laughs> it's <back. laughs> That is early JoJo's WTF anime uh, bullshit right there.
0: <laughs> so these idiots get the shit kicked out of them, and then they're like, oh, wait. You're a badass with a spear. Maybe you saved the prince? Here, come up to this castle. Hey guys, it's Joe from the future. Uh just drop in a little editing note. Something happened to Travis's computer while we were recording, so we lost about two minutes of audio. Shockingly, uh, in that time we jumped onto an entirely different topic, uh, somehow we segued into talking about the little bit of episode 3 that we've got us to watch, and uh, basically how awesome Balsa is, and how the fight's are really cool, uh, so hey, there's some context for what you're now about to hear, Okay, it's a little bit off topic, so hey, there you go, now you are caught it.
1: So sorry for that,
0: by the way. No, no, no worries. Thanks thanks for catching it. We were talking about rad fight choreography.
1: Yeah, uh, the fights, it almost feels like it's telling a story. Because I don't know if either of you... Well, I'm sure Lou has noticed since then, because I feel like this is going to be a major point in it, is that the main protag does not take lives. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I did oh God, yeah, I didn't think about that until until now
1: no she'll she'll fuck a person up, but like she leaves everybody alive,
2: like um in the in the palace when she was talking to the queen, and you know she's had this this giant task you know placed on her shoulders, she makes it abundantly clear that she's taken enough lives, and to
0: redeem herself, she's trying to preserve life. we can jump around a bit like at this point. Episode struck, she can go out the window because what I got from that scene is that she had taken the lives of people close to her through something that happened. It never really dawned on me that it was just like that scene gave me the impression that she held those lives in such esteem that she needed to atone for them, not that she wouldn't take a human life at all.
1: No, I feel like that's a thing for her. Like, she fucked up and she's realized it and they show it through fight choreography that she's not willing to take another life
2: they noticed that all the the strikes that she did none of them were or at least appeared to be fatal
1: although there there is a rock against the side of the head that <laughs> that's that's on the line
2: that's uh, just that's that's CTE they'll be fine <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally didn't clock that, but it makes so much sense about one of the fights that she was in. That's so fucking cool.
1: I love this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a, a a badass female protag that could take anybody out at a moment's notice is what I get, and she refuses to. And I think because she refuses to, uh, we're going to see her get banged up quite a bit. There's going to be a large self-sacrifice narrative through this anime would be my call.
0: That's cool. I'm even more excited about the show. (laughs) (laughs) So to track us back a bit, she's brought into the palace. There's a big meal placed in front of her. She's given money for saving the prince. And the, I guess like aid of the second Empress is just like, spend a night in our haunted palace and you'll have money. It's heavily implied that she should just stay the night.
1: Yes, it it is. And I mean, we go through a whole sequence where like she has what feels like way more food that anybody should eat or that anybody that's not of this class, like the upper crust, is going to get. Because there's a, a large fuck the rich narrative in this first episode. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she says it's wasted on her, which I love.
1: Right. She, she's totally humble, and she's like, you know, I have this huge feast in front of me, and I don't even have anybody to share it with. And it's a huge amount of food. They're definitely going to be pitching some of this because there's no way that one person is eating all, all this unless they're a, you know, typical anime character that's like, oh, food! <laughs>
0: yeah, Goku, we eat the shit out of all of this, right, <laughs>
1: but he's a bad dad, and a bad character, so mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and we we get a little scene of her like looking at the bed and being like, "That's fucking insane, like it's an island of a bed. She also points out
2: that um maybe it's because they sleep in these beds that um the rich don't see the world the same way as everyone else,
0: yeah, yeah. The only, like, it's not really a drawback, but it's something that I notice. like, a lot of exposition will happen internally. She just utters all of these things all the time. Like, all of her perceptions of the world is just given through dialogue rather than internal monologue.
1: I feel like what they're hinting at is this character has been by herself for a long time. Hmm. Because she's talking out loud to herself. And Lou is silent, so that means I'm probably right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm trying my best not to spoil things.
1: Oh, God.
0: Does she speak to the ghosts of the eight people what she killed?
2: No. I won't spoil that. <laughs> That's not a thing
0: that happens.
1: You have a terrible <laughs> poker voice.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It is not a thing that happens, but like her backstory gets fleshed out in later episodes.
1: There's no way that you start episode one like this and you don't flesh out the main character like super hard i feel like a lot of the story is her backstory
2: i wouldn't say a lot but a significant portion of it and i i would I, like travis i've seen a lot of anime and not everything makes sense so this is an instance <laughs> where yeah the storytelling kind of follows that
1: oh man I, no, I i know i've watched jojo's none of this has to make <gasps> sense how dare you How dare I? Because I've watched JoJo's Joe. (laughs) I know it's your favorite thing in the world, but it's batshit bananas crazy.
2: (laughs) That's fair.
0: (laughs) Fine. Someday I will have my revenge. You've
1: had your revenge, Joe. (laughs) So many times before this ever happened.
0: (laughs) So meanwhile. Meanwhile. Balsa is woken up by the second Empress and the child she saved earlier, and the second Empress basically says, like, yo, this child is possessed by Satan. Protect him, please?
2: To which Balsa says, fuck you, rich lady. I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I love Balsa. At this point, I love Balsa. Like, she has a natural dis distrust of the rich and that's fantastic
0: also a very high passive perception <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't you put your dnd things on on this character
0: <laughs> i'll put dnd wherever i want like she's able to just by sitting there oh yeah there are seven people waiting outside the aid that i spoke to earlier is also waiting
2: no and there's and there's a uh, a logical reasoning behind it because she's a trained warrior Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it makes sense that she has that much uh, perception.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very cool. And it's very much like, oh, she's traveled alone for a lot of the time. She has to be wary. Like, there's the slightest bit of noise and her eyes immediately shoot open. There's basically this scene of the Empress being like, protect this child because the Emperor is trying to kill him because he woke up one day and was assailed by evil spirits and now he does magic and uh the prince's name is chagum
2: yeah i always hated his name i can't stand his name
0: (laughs) i i I do love that the empress says whatever happens when you're with this woman don't die well i mean what if he didn't have his mom to tell him
2: that what if he (laughs) needed that like direction because remember he is a rich sheltered little shit Who's had multiple attempts on his life already. So maybe he just needed that little you know, word of to focus him in the right direction of not dying.
0: Focus on existing. Focus on being alive and like don't just fall over and die one day. Okay. <laughs> then the the Empress asks why Balsa is a bodyguard, and she says that she basically caused the death of eight people very close to her. And she is doing these bodyguarding jobs to atone for that sin. And best line of the episode, because the Empress asks, how many lives does saving the prince like atone for? And she says, this is my eighth, which I intonated would be like, this prince is only worth one. Like, I was at seven, now I'm at eight which I fucking love because that's not the response that the Empress would have wanted. That's not what we, that's not
2: what we got in the dub. Oh, in the dub, it, it was uh, more along the lines of, well, which life is this? So we're uh, among the eight lives. Which one is this? Yes. And uh Valsa responds response, it, it would be the eighth life. So it's not that uh, the queen is asking the value of the prince's life. Rather, is he one
0: of the eight lives that you have to protect? huh, that's really weird because I feel like the way it was phrased in the subversion gives far more insight into Balsa's like perception of people as a whole, where it's like, you know, I, I have saved or I have protected like some randoms and your prince's life is equal to that. Like, I feel like that has a better like statement on our character than just like, Oh yeah, this is like the eighth person I've guarded.
1: I had questioned when she broached this whole subject about protecting eight lives after causing the death of eight, and the first visuals we really get of her is next to a cairn. I had questioned if maybe she was a spirit bound to protect. Like, she has a physical manifestation, but, like, she cannot rest until the eight are saved. Kind of deal because you know first visual you're next to a gravesite. It could be a story. That could be an anime story. What's
0: what's the full title of the show? Spirit Guardian. Spirit yeah, Spirit Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I'm much more in the camp that it's just like this is a human deciding to atone, rather than it's like Ghost Rider Two Spirit of Vengeance.
2: That's that's what it is. Uh, there is a
0: spirit guardian,
1: Lou. With the spoilers, like rather than just let us go into wild supposition.
2: No, no, I mean, like I, I think we just need to refocus because, like, there's great ideas, Travis. Like a plus. You no, know, this was uh, a an, an elevator pitch. I would totally like buy into into your production, but uh, that's not what's happening here. Like this, this is a real ass person. You
1: you made me sad. You made me sad, Lou. I was hoping.
2: Uh, It doesn't need to be that, though. That's the thing. Like, as good of an idea as that is, this is just a person who's trying to redeem themselves for, um, uh, well, eight mistakes that they made in the past.
1: I mean, Joe has definitely role-played with me, and I always go usually for the saddest option I can go for. So, like, (laughs) that's what I was pitching is, like, a life lost, but they cannot move on.
2: You wanted her to be Bruce Willis, basically.
1: (laughs) Kind of, sort of. <laughs>
2: dead all along.
1: What the
0: story could do is overall, like, way more empowering if it's a human choice to atone for it, rather than just like, I am a ghost forced to do this thing so I can pass on. But yeah, it's 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 a cool and very anime idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been doing this too long now. I I have anime ideas apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's
0: another, like, weird, rich people don't understand thing where it's just like, here's all this jewelry. This will be, like, a trail that I lead back to you, so right. you're in Here, Here's
1: all the money that I'm going to give you to protect my, my son. By the way, we didn't mention the whole setup for the premise, why her son is under assassination order. Yeah, he's
0: he's Damien. He's possessed by a Satan.
1: Yeah, but who who is it that's trying to call the hit? We haven't mentioned. The Shoe Emperor. Yeah, which is his dad. We didn't mention it It was his dad, did we?
2: We did not.
1: That that feels very important. It seems important to me. Like, if your dad's trying to take you out, because technically you should be the next in line for the throne, you were his male heir. Yeah,
0: he doesn't want a Satan boy as emperor. Because
1: he has night terrors, apparently.
0: And can create magic bubbles.
1: Magic bubbles are magical, motherfucker. Uh, th- they're wonderful. Stop that.
0: <laughs> There's so much that needs to be
2: said in response to what you guys are saying. Okay. I don't want to spoil.
1: Because you know the whole story, Lou, and you can't exactly. do that.
2: This is torture, man. Why did I do this to myself? I
1: don't know. It was your choice. <laughs> we we only invite you on and you pick the episode. So, like, this is a hell of your own creation and you need to wallow in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: just get to listen to me and Trav speculate for the next, like, 20 minutes about what the hell is going to go on in this show. <laughs> you are not allowed to say anything.
2: Yeah, I'm not allowed to spoil <laughs> anything. I already spoiled enough.
0: Yeah, it's it's great that you came on to guest, but just sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we love you.
2: Well, I'm glad that the that the story gives you room to speculate like that.
1: I hate stories that don't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. like It gives you an opportunity to think, which I don't think is uh, the norm, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. 100% your statement is totally valid.
0: So the episode really just ends with her leaving after saying, set fire to the kid's room. That'll mean that he's dead. And then the ending is the kid looking at the camera. I didn't really have any notes on it. So we talked a little bit about it, but we did watch five minutes of the third episode. And Lou, was that just like, oh, fight scenes are really fucking cool in this show. That's exactly what it was. Cool.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I can say, yes, fight scenes are really fucking cool in this episode (laughs) or in this anime.
0: Yeah, like the the crux of what we watched is there are four emperor sent assassins that Naruto run across like a rice. Okay, patty that, yeah, that's
1: that's my one. That's my one issue is, <laughs> goddammit, damn it, they Naruto run uh, across the the rice paddy and like I'm like, oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> but that's my only nag on any of the fight scenes. They feel tense and genuine and again non-lethal use of force by the main, main protag because she cannot take another life god that's that's so good yeah no, i got point it out i'm so sad that you didn't pick up on that from the beginning like she had a blade and she was going to get it fixed but like i don't feel like she was ever going to use that anyways and that was just uh a, a story bit to get her down start the story i feel like she's never going to use that blade again
0: that's super cool i think like because we didn't get too much of a fight in the first episode and the people that were attacking her were very much like oh you're a badass spear person come up to the castle like it made sense that she wouldn't use like non-lethal force
2: They were so far like beneath her level like she didn't she wasn't challenged as opposed to this fight scene that i had you guys watch in episode three uh, clearly four very viable threats for her.
1: Mm-hmm. And they assessed her as a, a viable threat with even the four of them. So, like, yes. it's establishing her badass credentials.
0: I think with that, do do we have any final thoughts on, on the show as a whole?
2: Moribito is really fucking good and everyone should watch it. And it is the best show that very few people have seen. There's a whole component of it being tragic in that it's a family that is self-destructing because of an illness and um like thematically it's it's very heavy at times but it's it doesn't consume the narrative it still finds ways to be a light experience uh highly recommend the show
1: that that's awesome because i love emotion in my stories and i want deep feels some people go too hard and they just roll like straight down into like an abyss fields And that's not necessarily a good story. Like you need to have, have rises and falls. And also, can we can we talk about the visuals? This anime, again, you said it was what, 11 years old? Yes. Is fucking beautiful.
0: I don't know if it's just my perception, but it definitely felt like there was a CG feel to it.
1: There are at times when they do some, like, rotating camera angle things, but...
0: Yeah, like, working that into traditional animation and not making it look jarring is something I have seen one time done well, which is this show. Um. Yeah, it's very good.
1: (laughs) That 360 round shot when she's on the cairn, Jesus Christ, that was very good. I don't know, Uh, Lou, you got any other parting thoughts here?
2: No, I think I'm good. Uh, watch Moribito. It's excellent. Yes! <laughs> the dub is um, is pretty okay. Uh, normally, I don't watch things dubbed. Um, so I think, like, for me, that's high praise. The fact that I'm willing to sit and watch a dub. Um, <laughs> I would imagine that the sub is uh, also pretty, pretty awesome. For the same reasons that uh, Joe kind of watches uh, things in sub, uh, for me, it would be it easier to keep track of who is who and what exactly is going on because you know I have text accompanying whatever sound I'm hearing.
1: That's fair. But
0: yeah, it is a good show. Travis, would you like to do that thing that
1: you do on this podcast? You know, I probably could. I would like to preface preface this with, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, ooh, there's a lot of gin tonight, folks. <laughs> So, Lou, are you ready to make your selection? I'm ready. All right. So, next time on WTF Anime. All
2: right. So when I said I was ready, that was a lie. But <laughs> I, I have, I have a choice for Travis. Joe, you're not allowed to. to oh uh, shit! To oh say shit! Anything.
1: It's just me, Joe.
2: You can either pick a show about a cop. Okay. Or you can pick a show about um, a person who has a clone in another world.
1: Mm. Clone in another world, I think is what we're going to do with.
2: All right. So what you're going to be watching, and I have very specific instructions for how you're supposed to watch this, is Garzy's Wing. Now, you're going to watch Garzy's Wing, episode one. Uh, You have to watch it together, so the two of you have to watch it at the same time, and you have to watch it dubbed. Garzy's Wing is often regarded as the room of anime.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. no. No.
2: You did this to yourself.
1: Oh, what did I do? I just picked not the cop.
2: (laughs) I'm sure Joe was aware of what the, the police show I had in mind was.
0: Right? I I knew what the police show was. I've never heard of Garzy's Wing, so okay. Oh, no, no. Uh, we could have watched Mad Bull.
2: <laughs> See, Joe, I I hate to break it to you, but Charles has no context for what he missed out on with Mad Bull.
1: <laughs> Lou, you did me a uh, you did me a cruelness. I feel like you did me a cruelness because I didn't know. Just you just need
2: to watch it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good luck.
1: <laughs> Oh okay. We can do that. So uh, <laughs> whew, That said, uh hey Joe, you wanna hit him with some bidness?
0: Oh boy, I, I I guess I have to.
1: Yeah, you do. <sighs> I d
0: I don't even know what you've dragged us into.
1: I really don't either, and I'm Heck. I'm terrified.
2: Good luck. <laughs> I, hey, no, to be fair, at least it was a Mars of Destruction, which is like the consensus worst anime ever. This is genuinely enjoyable, like with how bad it is.
0: Okay. I'm scared. But anyway, if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, we are there at WTF Anime Show. You can reach us using the email WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. And I can always and forever be found on Twitter. I realize the way I'm going to edit this makes that sound like I just went from very annoyed slash sad at Lou to being very excited about where you can find us on the internet. (laughs) But that is how I record this bit. Travis, where can I find you on the internet?
1: All right. If you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And remember, I don't run the WTF anime handle, and a lot of you are guilty of just tagging our our show's handle and not including me, and then like, like oh, you had a whole conversation. No, include <laughs> us both. Come on. Talk to us both. Uh, if you want to talk to me, again, dice slobber. So, uh, Lou, plug your pluggables, if you would.
2: All right, so um, I don't make much... Uh of my own content anymore. Uh, all I really do is podcast. Uh, so if you'd like to, to hear me on the podcast I normally do, that's called Mangapod. And you can usually find us streaming uh, Tuesday at 10.30 Eastern on twitch.tv slash dexbonus. Uh, that's D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Uh, with uh, the video on demands of it being posted to uh, youtube.com slash happily Aaron. And uh, that's all I really do. Uh, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, like I'm really active on there. That's uh, Lou Talks Anime, so at Lou Talks Anime, and that's my stuff.
0: And Travis and I do other podcasts on the Lost Library Cast. We do role playing games, and I will speed through that because I just want to say thank you so much for doing this episode, Lou. Uh, I actually had fun watching anime.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it
2: was a good time. You're, you're going to hate me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm expecting to be banned again for yeah. a very long time.
1: <laughs> no, buddy. Uh, the, the problem is that, like, we record anachroni- anachronistically. Uh, Technically, like, man, I don't know when episodes are about to drop because we record with people and then, like, six months later, it's like their episode drops because Joe's a weird edit wizard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we recorded episode 46 about, like, five months ago (laughs) it's true (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: insane
1: yeah yeah well uh joe thinks uh so yeah uh, on that uh, on that note i should say uh bye bye bye